Welcome to the Master Your Life podcast. I'm your host, Julie Kelly. I believe in living your most inspired and fulfilled life by knowing exactly who you are, knowing what's important to you, and making no apologies for it. This show is a weekly dose of inspired motivation, personal development, and success strategies designed to create the career, relationships, and lifestyle of your dreams. Imagine waking up every day to your dream life. Well, imagine no more, as each podcast episode is designed to help you live your most authentic life with ease and proven principles that actually get results. I'm the founder of the Master Your Life online course, international motivational speaker, and I'll be sharing real, relevant, tactical advice in this unfiltered, transformational podcast. Things are about to get fabulous. Are you ready? Let's go. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Master Your Life podcast. It's Julie Kelly here, and I am so glad that you have decided to join me today. The Master Your Life podcast, if you're new, is all about helping you elevate your life, your career, your business, and your relationships and lifestyle to the next level. We're all about mastery over here. So today's podcast episode is a hot topic. I think it's always been a hot topic. And that is how to find your life partner. It's a doozy, isn't it? (laughs) So if you are single, then this is the episode for you. So I think throughout our lives, we've all asked ourselves at some point, where is he or where is she? You know, will I ever find the right person for me? I've been dating for a hundred years. Why haven't I found the right one for me? Where is he? Will I ever get married? Right? These sorts of questions have popped up in our minds over the years at different times, you know, in our lives, in different chapters of our lives, and it's completely normal. I think every single person has been there at some point or another. And let's be honest, finding the right partner in life is not easy, but it is most certainly one of the most important decisions you will ever make in your life because who you choose to spend your life with will determine the quality of your life, essentially. Right? You're with them 24-7, you're making big ticket decisions together, you're potentially investing money together in property and just living life. So the person that you choose is really, really important. So taking your time to ensure that you commit to the right person for you is essential. And I said the right person for you, right? Because what your definition is of a perfect partner and what your, you know, your girlfriends or your, you know, your parents or, you know, your boss's definition of a perfect partner is, is completely different, right? So it's not one size fits all. So what I thought I would do is I'd briefly share with you my story and how I got to where I am. And then I want to give you some really powerful points about how to actually find your right life partner. So my first serious relationship was when I was 17 and he was my first real love. It was intense, probably a little bit too intense now looking back on things given my age and the fact that I was in my final year of high school back in Australia. And I remember sitting for my final year 12 exams at the end of the year. And I was so distracted and so preoccupied by my relationship because as intense as it was, it was pretty tumultuous as well. 
And I really didn't have the tools and the strategies and the emotional maturity to deal with this relationship. And the guy that I was dating was a couple of years older than me as well. And it was just a lot, let's say. So it really became very all-encompassing and very overwhelming. And sometimes in a good way and in other ways, not so much. And then when I was 19, he actually proposed to me. And I remember that moment. It was in a bedroom at his auntie's house, completely unromantic, completely surprised me. He pulled out a ring. It was a ruby. And um, actually, I still think I have that ring somewhere, somewhere today. I don't know where, but I think I still have it. And I just remember my heart sank to the floor. And I had this like, you know, that hot sweat that you get and that panic. And I was like, oh, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And as much as I, you know, I loved him and I cared about him, I knew that at 19, I was not at all to, not at all prepared to be a wife. And so, um, you know, my reaction was pretty immediate. And I basically told him that, you know, I loved him and all of that, but I could not accept that proposal, not at this point in my life. And what happened next shocked me. He actually slapped me across the face. And in that moment, I had like my first reality check about relationships and the wrong relationships and everything changed in that moment. And looking back now, I know that I 100% dodged a bullet, right? By saying no, there was something in my gut that was like, this is not my person, not forever, for right now, yeah, but not forever. So most of my relationships after that relationship lasted about two years and they were all pretty tumultuous to a certain degree. And I remember I always had a pit in my stomach as I never really felt safe with any of the other guys that I dated. So fast forward 10 years or so, I moved to the US and I dated a guy and it was long distance. He lived in Vegas. I lived in Los Angeles. And so that really never had a future. And that also end, ended kind of abruptly. And then I started to dabble in the online dating scene and you know everyone was doing it, right? It was at that time where things like Match and um, Tinder and Hinge and OkCupid and all these apps started coming to the surface and everybody jumped on all of them. So I did the same thing and you know, it always felt really awkward to me and it really felt very interviewee. And then you would see the same people across all these different platforms. And I always questioned the legitimacy of people on there. And I tried to just keep reminding myself that I was on there too. And I was really looking for a real long lasting, committed relationship. So I had to put faith that the guys that were on there were potentially, you know, some of them were hopefully looking for the same thing as me. And so I did this for a long time and I'd log on for a couple of months and I'd get sick of it and I'd delete all my apps and then I would, you know, start over. And this went on for months and months and months and probably a couple of years, in fact. And then in November of 2016, I met a guy on Tinder, of all apps on Tinder. We talked on the app for about a month and then we exchanged phone numbers and we had a couple of phone calls and by this stage, I was pretty jaded in my online dating and dating in general. And I was, you know, older in life at this point in time. Um, so I had definitely been around the block a couple of times for sure. But, you know, we went on a date. I, I gave it the time and energy it deserved and, you know, kept an open mind. 
So we went on our date, had a great first date, conversation flowed easily and we talked for hours. And I was like, okay, this is a good start. This is a good thing. When you can lose track of time on a first date, that's usually a pretty good sign that, you know, there's potential there. So then we had our second date a few days later and that went amazingly. We actually closed down the restaurant. It was so, we were so engrossed in one another and our conversation that at one point we sort of both looked up from our conversation and looked around the restaurant and it was completely empty and they started turning off the lights, right? They were like, okay guys, um, you need to go because we're closing kind of thing. Like that's how, um, you know, amazing that conversation went. And so I really felt confident about this relationship. But the thing was, a couple of days after that, I was actually heading back to Australia for the Christmas holidays and I was going to be gone for three weeks. Long story short, I went to Australia. He and I talked constantly. And I mean constantly. Wherever I could get a Wi-Fi connection, I was calling this guy. Like I was in. And we talked and talked and talked every single day for three weeks while I was in Australia in the middle of the night, in the middle of the night for him. Um, and we really developed a strong foundation because we had that conversational piece and we got to know each other without any physical, any intimacy, any any of that. Like all of that was not even possible. We were in different countries, right? So um, as I was getting close to leaving Australia to come back to the United States, I got shingles in my leg uh, of all places. And if you've ever had shingles, I sympathize with you because it is literally one of the most painful things I've ever, ever experienced in my life. And I have a pretty high pain tolerance and I've had a couple of operations in my lifetime. And that was like at a completely different level. So I was really debilitated. I almost didn't make my flight home to Australia. I actually had to be wheeled in a wheelchair at the airport to get from like check-in to my gate. Um, that's how intense the pain was. So um, when I landed in America, I I called Nick, that's his name. <laughs> I called him and I said, I'm in agony. I've just been on a 15-hour flight. I'm in agony. I have to go to the ER. So as soon as I got home, he actually came and picked me up and took me straight to the ER. And yes, shingles. I had to be on like bed rest and Nick, you know, took me to his apartment and looked after me for the next two to three months. And it was amazing. So, and after that, the rest is history. We actually have, I don't think we've really ever been apart since then, maybe a couple of days. And that was four years ago now, guys. And um, two years ago, we got engaged and we were supposed to be married last year, but thank you, COVID. <laughs> that didn't happen. Um, we've actually postponed our wedding a couple of times and hopefully by this fall, we'll actually be married. But, um, you know, it was not an easy process to get to this point in my life. And I am much older in my life now than when I first started dating and when I thought I would find the right life partner for me, right? So, you know, what I thought would happen, sorry, what I thought would happen and what was expected of me like to be married in my 20s, that didn't happen for me, right? I had a lot of pressure from my family and my cultural upbringing to be married and have children and be a housewife and look after my husband in my 20s. And that didn't happen, it didn't even happen in my 30s, right? So what I realized that was my life was on a different course and that was okay. I have never been a cookie cutter version of anything in my life. 
And, you know, you're probably the same. You probably feel the same way. Maybe you're, you know, the, the black sheep of your family or maybe you're not. It doesn't really matter. But what you have to understand is that your life's journey, your course, your trajectory, your path is unique to you. It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. It doesn't have to meet anybody else's expectations because it doesn't work that way, right? So I want you to know that where you are today, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're single, whether you've just ended a relationship, whether you've just started a new relationship, you are exactly where you're supposed to be on your journey with your life partner, right? And it's really important to not compare yourself to others. And it's really important to not set up expectations or live by the expectations of others. Because if you do that, you're going to set yourself up for failure and disappointment every single time. I just want you to walk away from this podcast episode knowing that wherever you are in life, that's exactly where you're supposed to be right in this very moment. Your destiny is already carved out for you. And the decisions that you make throughout your life every single day move you towards your destiny, move you towards your goals, move you towards your dreams. And sometimes we can't see the bigger picture in the now, but you're exactly where you're supposed to be and you're doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing and just trust in the process. So throughout my life, I have attended various seminars on relationships and studying experts in the field like Carolyn Meese and Alison Armstrong. And I learned very quickly that men and women want very different things from their life partner and from their lifelong relationship. Women need to feel a sense of safety, while men need to feel a sense of freedom in their relationships. As a woman, like I said earlier, I never felt safe in any of my relationships. And I was in long-term relationships. I, I never really had short-term relationships. But even throughout those, I never really felt 100% safe. But with Nick, my now fiance, we've had our challenges, don't get me wrong, serious challenges, both in his world and in mine, uh, luckily at different times. But even throughout those challenges, I have always felt 100% safe with Nick. And if you've never felt that, I encourage you to keep looking for that person that makes you feel 100% safe if you're a female. Now, if you're a male listening to this, you probably know inherently that you need to feel a sense of freedom. Now, I don't mean freedom to do whatever the hell you like, but a sense of freedom to be the man in the relationship and to protect and provide for your family, your, your partner in the way that works right for you. So here are my top tips for finding the right partner. Okay. So again, these are my opinions, they're also things that I've learned, like I said, from relationship experts. But think about which one resonates with you and which one you maybe need to work on. So number one, I think is the most important. And that is to live your own life fully and completely. And don't expect a partner to fill any voids for you, right? Your life is beautiful and precious and sacred the way it is, whether you have a partner or not. Okay. So I really encourage you to live your best life. Do everything that you want to do. Live a full life. And that way you actually have something to bring to the table when you meet somebody, right? Everybody wants to be with somebody that is interesting and has things going on in their life. 
Rarely does anybody want a project, right? Let's be honest. Nobody really wants a project. And by project, I mean somebody that's got a ton of problems, that doesn't know where they're going in life, doesn't know what they want to do, is constantly looking outside of themselves for external validation and and approval. And, um, you know, that's what I mean by a project, right? So live your own life. Number two, seriously important, is to know your values, right? I've talked about core values and knowing what your top three core values are in this moment right now. Very simply put, what are the three most important things in your life right now? Is it family? Is it money? Is it your career? Is it having children? What is it for you? Find out what it is for you and make sure that the partner that you choose to spend the rest of your life with has values that align with yours. If you try to get in a long-term relationship or even get married to someone whose values are at the complete opposite spectrum of yours, it's unlikely that you're going to be completely fulfilled and have a peaceful relationship. Okay. Number three is focus on the things that matter. And what I mean by that is focus on things like the person's character, their personality, how he or she treats you. What contribution do they make to the world? How do they treat others, right? Too many people focus on material items and money and cars and looks and height and all that kind of stuff, all that stuff that changes and waxes and wanes throughout our lives. And none of these things matter in the right person. That's the truth of the matter, right? None of these things matter in the right person. So if you're focusing on all the material things, you know, is she blonde and blue eyes? You know, is he over six foot tall? You know, does he have more than, you know, half a million dollars in the bank? Does she have a full-time job? Is she, you know, a white collar worker? You know, is she ready to have children right away? Like those things generally don't matter with the right person. So I encourage you to focus on the things that really matter. Number four is be an equal. What I mean by that is it's important that whether you're the male or the female coming into the relationship, that you bring something of your own to the table. All relationships, right, no matter what type of relationship they are, are a give and a take. And if you're that person that's constantly taking, taking, taking and not giving, your relationship may not last very long, right? And the thing is that It doesn't have to be big ticket items that you bring to the table, but just make sure that it's an equal balance, that you're contributing to the the relationship the way that you can. And like I said, it doesn't have to be the same way as your partner, but be an equal. You don't ever want your relationship to be skewed in one, one direction or the other to favor one person or the other. And at times in a relationship, that may absolutely happen, right? It's not always balanced. Life isn't always perfectly balanced. We know that. But I think it's important that you do bring something and you contribute equally in your own way to the relationship. Number five is put in consistent effort. So if finding your life partner really is a priority for you, then like any other goal in your life, you have to put in the work, okay? And as I said earlier, you know, online dating is a lot of work. It's like a full-time job. But if that's the way that you have to find the partner for you, especially right now and, you know, living through a pandemic and everything is going virtual anyway, then 
do it. Get online, persist, commit, persist, and don't give up faith, right? Go through the process. Enjoy the journey as best as you can. Even like meeting a friend of a friend or, you know, approaching somebody that maybe you've, you've met through a friend of a friend and, and showing that you're interested in them and wherever possible, you know, socializing and putting yourself out there. It's really important that you show up as yourself, you know, and put yourself out there and be accessible and to be friendly, right? Don't, I, I hear a lot of guys say about women, you know, you're very intimidating, you're very hard to approach. And I think some women maybe get off on that and think that that's like, they like that sort of power struggle to feel like they're in control of the situation. But as women, I'm speaking to the ladies on the podcast right now, we need to embrace our feminine energy, our feminine side when it comes to dating. Now, both men and women have both feminine and masculine energies within them. But when it comes to dating, ladies, it's super, super important that you channel your feminine energy and you leave your masculine energy at home, right? Our masculine energy shows up for things like work, for projects, for, for deadlines, for um completing tasks. That's where our masculine shows up in our lives. But when we're with a partner, it's really important that we channel our feminine energy because that's what attracts us to other people. That's what makes us attractive. And, you know, the the reverse goes for the men. You know, men generally need to show up in their masculine for women, right? And of course, this is different with um, homosexual relationships. Um, You know, maybe there is one that shows up in the feminine and one that shows up in the masculine. Um, But channel whatever comes naturally to you, right? And show up as that person. Be accessible, be friendly, let your guard down, be vulnerable, right? The more vulnerable you can be in your relationships, the more you're going to get out of those relationships. It's extremely difficult at times, right? Especially with somebody that you don't know, especially if you've been hurt in the past. But being vulnerable, being open-minded, open-hearted, and being present and not thinking about what happened in the past and not comparing the person in front of you with the 50 others that you know didn't make the cut is really, really important if you truly want to find a life partner and if you want to be in a committed relationship. So the last point I'm going to leave you with is to be yourself. Simply put, to be yourself. Don't try to be someone that you're not to try and impress a guy or to impress a girl because it is exhausting. And ultimately, you want to be with someone who loves you and accepts you exactly as you are flaws and all, right? I mean, the feeling you get when you're with someone who does accept you as you are is extremely comforting and extremely fulfilling. So I really encourage you to just be your beautiful, unique, individual self because there's nobody else on the planet that's exactly like you. There's nobody on the planet that has your heart, your soul, your experiences, your stories to share, to tell, right? Nobody has anything that you have to offer. So show up as your unique, beautiful self. Let the world see you exactly as you are. And here's the thing, the people that appreciate you, the people that can see the value that you bring to the world, they're going to stick around 
And those that can't, they're going to disappear. And that's true for friends, family members, boyfriends, girlfriends, right? So let them go. The, the worst thing you can do in life, especially when it comes to partners, is try and hold on to someone that's not right for you or to try and hold on to someone that doesn't respect you and appreciate you for who you are. It's never going to work out in the long run. So instead, let those people go. Don't give them too much of your time and energy and emotions and focus, but instead, put your time and energy and focus and your love and your compassion, your vulnerability into the people that see you for who you are and love you and accept you and support you and encourage you no matter what, right? So my friends, I hope that you have found value from this podcast today. And if you have any specific questions about this or about relationships, life partners, any of that, please go ahead and send me an email. I'm always happy to hear from you and I'm always happy to reply to you. And I read all my own personal emails. I don't have an assistant scanning them or anything like that. So my email is julie at julie c, as in cat, c for cat, julie at julieckelly.com. I'll put everything in the show notes anyway for you so you can just click through and find all the ways that you can connect with me there. And as always, if you've not already, please consider subscribing to the podcast, share it with a friend, tell somebody else about this episode if you think they need to hear it. Um, and of course, if you haven't already, please consider rating and reviewing the podcast, download this episode so you can tune into it whenever you want. And once again, I'm always sending you much love, much strength. Thank you so much for tuning in today and I'll see you real soon.